Thanks for joining me here, James. Um, so I get asked a lot by homeowners, what are some of the things that they can do that will help their trees live longer, look better, and just be more healthy and more sustainable? So I, I think first off, you know, uh, the best thing you can do is have a certified arborist come out um, and uh, assess your trees to make sure that they are in you know good condition to start with. Um, because if they're not, you're not going to get them or keep them healthy. So making sure they are healthy um, is the best approach, uh, first off. Um, but some things that they can do is uh, proper irrigation practices, um, you know, so, you know, really pay attention to the landscape as a whole, <clears throat> as opposed to just watering for the grass or this plant or that plant. Um, so that means watering deeply and infrequently. So the um, way people are watering their landscapes has an effect on the trees. Yes, yes, 100%. Um, and I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know, when they water their grass three or four days a week, that they're watering their trees too. Trees don't need water that much? Trees do not need water that much. Um, trees really need to be watered, you know, as needed. Uh, you know, they're um, <clears throat> deeply and infrequently, and it's kind of a broad term, but, it, it, you know, we want to try to mimic rainfall cycles. Uh and just really get that ground wet and then let it dry out and then let it get wet, let it dry out. So can we train our landscapes to kind of be a little more drought tolerant and that, that helps the trees? Yeah, yeah, you definitely can do that. So whenever you start to, to water that way, uh, what happens is is that the, the grass, instead of always having that top few inches of soil wet to where those roots are just going to stay there, if you water uh, less frequently, it's going to have to search for water. So the roots will actually go deeper and you'll get more soil utilization. That's great. And we talked about watering. Um, what are some of the things that customers should be on the lookout for their trees? Things that might be an indicator of a problem that might suggest that, hey, maybe this tree's not as sustainable as I, I want it to be. Well, I mean, uh, obviously, you know, sudden changes in the tree. Um, so, you know, a lot of initial stress factors that you'll see on a tree that, that might be declining or, 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 you know, experiencing some kind of stress factor is going to be, uh, things like early leaf drop. Um, a, a big one would be discoloration in the leaves, you know, uh, something that we call chlorosis, which is yellowing of the leaves, maybe an indicator that the tree is not pulling up the nutrients that it needs to, or there's some kind of, uh, a pH balance that's off. Um, you know, uh, 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 wounds or things like that on the trunk, broken branches, things like that, that, that might indicate the tree is declining. Sticky sap all over the tree, chewing damage on the foliage, mm -hmm. exit holes from insects on the bark. Yep. 100. Bark falling off. So there's a lot of things, you know, and, and if they're seeing these things, what's the best thing to do? Well, the best thing to do is you know, call tree newel and have a certified arborist come out to tell you exactly what's going on and how can we fix it? You know? Right. Um, I think that everything you just mentioned are, are things that are usually, uh, treatable and it doesn't mean the tree is doomed. Uh, so, so what kind of, what kind of conditions lead to something like that happening to the tree? Well, I would say that you know, one of the biggest stress factors uh, is definitely construction damage or improperly planted trees. Uh, and that leads a lot of times to those secondary invaders. But here in Texas, one of the biggest factors we're going to have is just weather. Um, 
you know, we don't have very consistent weather patterns. And, you know, some years we have these super wet springs and then other years we have not so wet springs. And then we have, you know, uh, crazy freeze that happens. No one knew it was going to happen. And, uh, and then we go through these droughts. So weather is definitely a big factor in that. So how can I insulate my trees from those kinds of stresses? Uh, so what would you suggest? I would suggest the best thing to do for the tree to try to be proactive against those is keeping it healthy. Um, you know, getting it on a fertilization program. Um, you know, sometimes like wrapping the tree might help, but I think keeping it healthier uh, or healthy is the, the best way to go about doing that. What about soil quality? Soil quality has a lot to do with it. I mean, if we're adding these things to the soil, that are going to enhance the soil so the tree can have what it needs to uh, be able to get through those. The more energy the tree has, the better it's going to recover from those stress factors. Okay. So earlier you were talking about the way people irrigate their lawns having a big effect on the health of the trees. What about the way they treat their lawns for problems that, that, that occur with the grass? Does that also influence the tree? Yes, yes, it does. So <clears throat> a, a big thing that we see a lot of is people using uh, uh, weed and feeds. And so uh, a lot of times those weed and feeds, uh, even in the fine print, will say do not apply underneath the uh, root zone of desired trees because they have mm -hmm. very soil mobile herbicides that can burn the roots of trees or trees can pull up systemically. And uh, uh, a lot of times that problem occurs over uh, years. And uh, so, uh, yeah, definitely what you do to your yard can affect your trees. What about um, certain landscape companies? Have there instances of them applying herbicides that uh, affect the trees or is it mostly just the homeowners? I would say it's all around the board. Uh, landscape companies do it too. I've personally seen that, you know, it's not as bad as when I first started, but I still see it happen all the time on bigger lots, mm -hmm. you know, like a, whenever it's like a big field and they're putting out just a broad spectrum herbicide. Um, that's where I see it mostly from the landscape companies. Um, but it's definitely homeowners and landscape companies. Right. I, I think with a lot of these landscape companies, it's, it's easy to misapply the products uh, they they are effective at such low rates if you mismeasure by a small amount you might effectively double the rate um, mm. also they're it, they can be difficult to apply uniformly to a two-dimensional surface like mm -hmm. a lawn and you know they they look at the lawn and it's shadier under the tree and so the grass is thinner so there's more weeds there and they don't want to get a call back from their customer saying hey you left all these weeds under my tree. So you might get a little extra herbicide applied under the tree, but you're pointing out that that could be pretty bad for the tree. Oh yeah. 100. Yeah. 100% it can be. And I don't think it only goes, uh, uh, with herbicides too, but a lot of times, you know, their goal is to try to, you know, be as quick and as cheap as possible when they're out there. So they'll try to make a one mix fits all. And, uh, I think especially with trees, you can't do that you know, because they're a lot more complex and have, you know, uh, these moving parts that, you know, need to have specific, a lot of times specific treatment programs for them. So what kind of signs might I see on a tree that would suggest that I've got some kind of herbicide damage? 
Um, one of the biggest signs that we see is uh, either stunted or deformed foliage. So a lot of times, the way that I describe it is, it almost looks like the tree just can't push the energy out, mm -hmm. right? We'll have a lot of ti uh, <laughs> dead tips yep. and a lot of just little itty bitty tiny growths that, that are coming off of the trunk or the branches and not really to the outside of the tree. Right, almost, it's also got kind of a delayed bud break mm -hmm. effect. Yep, the, the tree will be alive mm -hmm. and you can actually see the buds trying to open, but they can't, like it's being restricted. Right, what else can you see? Curling um, of leaves or scorch yeah, or anything like that? Yeah, definitely, you can see, uh, uh, so the curling of the leaves is a pretty big one too. Uh, like I said, deformed leaves that are either really, really big, curled up, small, um, just don't look right, right? It's not, there's, they're inconsistent throughout the tree. Um, and then, yeah, definitely scorch. You know, sometimes, you know, with certain herbicides, it actually burns the roots uh, and it inhibits the tree from being able to, to pull up moisture that it needs in droughts and things like that. Yeah, so I guess the big picture that I'm getting is that how you manage your your landscape you've got to look at it as a whole ecosystem and look at it holistically and how you're managing one part of the landscape is going to affect other parts and there can be a lot of overlap there yeah yeah i completely yeah that's exactly what i'm getting at and uh you know for example right you know something on the uh north side of the house your yard you know may not need as much water as you know if you have a south facing backyard Right. So if you're watering those two areas the same and then you have a tree in that same yard that it doesn't like to have that much moisture, you have the same tree in the backyard that's south facing, you know, one of them could be stressed, the other could not. Right. So is pruning an important part of making sure a tree is, is staying sustainable in your landscape? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pruning is uh, definitely an important part of that. We want to, uh, one, make sure the tree is safe, right? So, uh, uh, you know, a tree with large dead limbs and, and you know, uh, broken limbs and things like that, you know, not very sustainable because if that were to fall or, or break, then you're going to cause damage or, you know, bodily harm. Um, but, you know, also, you know, getting dead wood out and, and things like that, uh, you know, are going to make it easier for the tree to, to do the processes that it needs to do to seal up those wounds. So we're not worried about any major decay or, or, you know, e easy pathways for pathogens and insects to enter the tree. Okay. Should I be making big removal cuts on, on big scaffold limbs if I need to get more light down to the grass? Uh, so, um, you know, sunlight penetration as an objective it, it is, I think, a lot of times uh, uh, misconceived because it's very difficult to, uh, you know, try to get more sunlight penetration on a large tree. I don't think that that, it, it depends on where the sun is. Uh, you know, if you're going to reduce or remove that branch to try to maybe lift the canopy to get more east or west sunlight, it may increase the amount of sunlight that's hitting that grass, but I found that it's a pretty hard objective. Okay, so if I if I go and remove a bunch of big branches and and go and thin the canopy, is that going to have an effect on the tree sustainability? Yes, yeah, it, you know, right there, it's uh, kind of what we talked about earlier. You know, you're watering for the grass. You're just kind of thinking about the grass. Over pruning is a big problem 
um, with tree sustainability. You know, the less leaves a tree has, the less energy it's going to have, right? right? So I would say that my goal usually is to find out what your objective is and then prune the least amount possible to accomplish that goal. So we can leave uh, as much foliage on the tree as possible so it can have more energy. So James, what benefits might a customer expect after they've invested in professional tree care services to keep their trees sustainable? So uh, uh, some things that a customer could expect uh, would be healthier and happier and better looking trees. You know, after we've been on a consistent program, you know, and when we're talking about the urban landscape, you know, one of the things that is very desirable is aesthetically pleasing trees. Homeowners enjoy it. It, it. it creates more enjoyment of their property. It improves their property value. There's uh, there's economic benefits from evaporative cooling and shading in the house. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, whenever it comes to selling your house too, right? I mean, you know, people, they love trees. I don't mean a lot of people that hate trees. There are some, but people love trees. So you pull up to a house that you might be selling you know, they, they, they look at the tree, they can tell it's been well taken care of, and uh, it, it's more appealing than the, tr- the house across the street that has no trees or trees been butchered. Yeah. I think it's also kind of an indicator that when your trees and your, your outdoor landscape are well kept, I think a prospective buyer might look at your house and say, well, if they took care of the outside, they probably did a pretty good yeah, job of taking care of the house too. That's a very good point. That makes a lot of sense. If you're willing to invest in your outside and on trees, which, you know, is probably one of the most neglected parts of your landscape, you know, I think it's going to say a lot about that person in the house. I think you're right. Um, so when we look at these larger HOA properties, you know, they can be very big and dynamic. There's a lot of different tree species, a lot of things going on. There's challenges with, uh, you know, how the landscapes are maintained. Uh, What kind of benefits would there be to having one sole tree provider on a property like that? Well, I think the the biggest benefit is going to be consistency. you know, a lot of times we'll get on these properties where, you know, we can see old tree tags or, you know, we can see that a tree might have had some kind of treatment done on it, but we have no idea what it is, right? So, you know, at that point, we're like, okay, well, how do we find this information out? Um, Do you guys have a spreadsheet? Do you have something like that? So by using one sole tree service provider on a large community like that, I think that, you know, having all the information available from one person that knows what they're doing and how to maintain those trees properly is probably the biggest benefit, um, but also knowing when these things need to be done. Because when it comes to tree maintenance, uh, there's very specific time frames that we have to do certain things. So if you have one guy in spring that, that wants to do X treatment, you know, we don't know if that was done. And you bring in another guy in fall and they want to do the same thing. They might both work, but this one could still be working for you. And it's just an expense that you guys don't need to, to, to do again. Right. So by being able to identify each tree by a tag number, we're better able to manage the maintenance activities on those trees and not waste money and know when we're going to need to do more maintenance or more plant health treatments on that tree so that the HOA is able to budget for that. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. We can, you know, create some kind of spreadsheet or, uh, uh, you know, plan for future work because most of these products we use are, are very, you know, we know how long they last. So we can, you know, get two or three years in plan for you so that, that you guys know exactly what to budget for over the next couple of years. And you'll know exactly when this was done, what's taken care of, which tree it was uh, when it was taken care of. Right. And having having the work done by the same company is is going to be beneficial too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's consistent work. I mean, you're going to get the same thing every time. And uh, especially with tree renewal, you know you're going to get it done right. So you're not going to have some trees over pruned and some trees under pruned and some trees, um, you know, not pruned at all. And it so yeah, and it depends on what the objective for each group of trees is going to be. But you know, we're going to we're going to prune them to meet your objective in the, the the correct way. Great. So if a customer wants to know more about um, managing HOAs or um, about keeping trees sustainable. What can they do? So they can go to treenewal.com um, and get in contact with our customer service team to set up an appointment with the certified arborist. Great. Thank you for coming today. Yeah.